Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland Fields. Hello and welcome. I'm Carol McClelland Fields, your host. Change is a natural part of life. We all know that both personally and professionally, life is all about navigating one change after another. And it's likely that even today, each one of us is in the process of navigating some kind of change, whether it's in our personal lives or our professional lives. We may be navigating a bunch of small things or several big, significant transitions These things may have happened to us, we may not have had a choice, or we could be choosing to create a new opportunity for ourselves. However the change comes into our lives, it has the potential to completely transform us. And yet, even though this is such a constant in our life, and even though it has such a great impact on our life, there really are no user's guides to life changes. This is something that I have been focusing on for quite some time. I have had quite a few insights over the years about what it takes to navigate changes and also how we can support our clients in navigating changes more gracefully and effectively. I want to take you through what people go through with a change. And then we're going to talk about three themes that I see that have changed in the recent years as things have sped up in our world. And I think as Change Catalysts, it's important for us to be studying change and to understand change and to see how we can uplevel our own skills to help other people navigate these times. Typically, when we're faced with a significant change in our lives, we have a few options. We can fight it. We can flee from it, the whole flight or fight option, but there's also times that we may freeze or we may move into an avoidance response. If we don't have the support that we need in the moment, we'll find our way the best way we can, and we'll make it to the other side of that change with some scrapes and bruises, perhaps some long, dark nights. But along the way, we'll gain some insights and develop some skills that allow us to move forward. But that being said, it's also likely we'll be swept into time-consuming, energy-draining detours, delays, and dead ends along the way. And I don't know about you, but detours, delays, and dead ends aren't my favorite way of living life. I'd rather find my way through with more grace. I invite you to think about how might our experiences and our outcomes be different if we have support during the times that our lives are changing? How might our lives be different if we have a coach or a therapist or a spiritual director or a healer accompanying us on that journey of change? As change catalysts, I believe we play an important role for our clients. 
And my feeling is, as things are speeding up, and we'll be talking about that, I believe that as change catalysts, it's time to really step up our own game. Think differently about even our own training and how we're approaching our work at this time. And what can we offer our clients in the way of perspectives and skills and support as they navigate the changes that they're facing? Now, as a change catalyst, you might be a professional who helps individuals transition times of change. And as such, you have an important role to play with your clients. In this episode and the next couple of episodes of Change Catalyst at the Growing Edge, we'll be exploring the nature of change. In this episode, we're going to really explore how change has changed in the last few decades. I've been studying how our culture navigates change collectively and personally since about 1985. And I'll tell you a bit more of my personal story in the next episode. I can say that quite a bit has changed since then. Then in the next calls, we're going to be exploring a natural model of transition called the seasons of change that I created to help my clients move through transitions with more ease and grace. And within both of these conversations, you're going to be able to see how you can support your clients in transforming their own experience of transition, turn a journey that's full of unknowns into something that's more understandable and that people can navigate with some hope, direction, some guidance. Now, one of the interesting pieces of this is that in our roles as change catalysts, we have the possibility to have a real impact. It's likely that no one else in our clients' lives is really honoring them in feeling their journey deeply, in navigating these rough spots. We have the potential to give them a deep gift that can keep guiding them and supporting them well into the future. When we can help our clients navigate change consciously, being mindful about what's happening and making mindful choices, we can help our clients build transition skills and their own inner resilience. And the next time they're faced with some big transition, they will be better equipped to find their way forward with more support from you or on their own. One of the themes that I see playing out all over right now is the range of transitions that we face seems to have exploded in certain ways. Based on our training, most change catalysts are focused on the transitions that touch our clients directly. We help people navigate changes in their inner life. It could be their dreams, their spiritual life, their personal goals, their relationship with themselves. We also focus in on their personal life, changes that happen in their relationships, their health, their home, their money, their grief. Certainly, professional life has changes as well. We are known to support people going through changes in their education, their work, their career, their professional training. And changes happen within our families, changes that impact our spouse or partner, our children, our family of origin, our extended family, our close friends, all impact us. We feel those changes as if they're our own often. This is how we've been trained to focus in on these changes, and certainly these changes continue to happen. These changes are not going to go away. 
What has changed is the scope and the range of change that happens and ripples out beyond us. So when I first created the Seasons of Change, my natural approach to transitions, I was really focused on how to help people navigate these personal transitions that I just listed. I had been through the death of my father and an illness of my own and a career change, so I was very focused in on the way transitions impact us personally. It wasn't until there were a few key events I'll list them, you'll recognize them, Columbine, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, the tsunamis in the Indian Ocean region and Japan. These events back in that time period really opened my eyes to how events that are large scale can also have a huge impact on individuals, families, and communities. Often, these transitions don't just stop with the people who experience them firsthand. They impact all of us. They impact people who were first responders or the media or those who had loved ones on scene. They ripple. They provide this wash of transition that impacts a lot of people. We are now, in this day and age, seeing a whole lot more of these large-scale transitions. Part of that is because media has changed and we witness a lot of what's going on around the world, but there are also changes that are happening at different spheres, I call them. So there are local regional changes that may happen to a person's block or neighborhood or their town, or it could be happening in their region with economic shifts or natural events or even social changes. There are obviously changes at a national level, not just in our country, but residents in every other country are also facing significant changes, whether it's in policy or politics, legal changes, benefits, how the country's structured. These changes, although they happen at the bigger sphere, they do ripple down and impact individuals, families, and communities. And now, We are also much more aware of global changes, whether it is climate, environmentally based, pollution, the toxins, the pesticides, different ecosystems that are being impacted by a variety of influences. So if you think about these transitions, how does that impact your client who's going through their personal level changes? So let's talk about that, because that is really where we have to expand our way of thinking about change. One of the ways that these larger sphere transitions are impacting individuals has to do with an increased sense of uncertainty. When something feels uncertain, it is not known. There is nothing that's definite. It can't be depended upon. If there's a natural event or an economic shift or a policy change or environmental impacts with unknowable ramifications, unknowable outcomes, then that uncertainty takes hold in our own lives. We feel that and we begin to lose our frame. We begin to feel a bit shaken. Tying back to the previous section, 
Certainly individuals who are facing a health challenge or a relationship change or a death in the family or a job loss are facing plenty of uncertainty. Don't get me wrong. But what I've seen with my clients is that this greater uncertainty that's overarching in our lives right now is ramping up in a way that brings our degree of uncertainty up a notch or two or ten. (laughs) We tend to feel shaken anyway when we're going through something of our own, but when we can't depend on our region or our nation or the overall natural systems of our world, then we begin to feel like things are even more out of control, even more uncertain. And we can't depend on things like we're used to or we have in the past. Sometimes if all of this happens all at once, it can feel like a seismic event. It can feel like an inner earthquake where you saw the world one way for all of your life, and then all of a sudden, life has shifted and you see it in a different way. You can possibly think of events in your personal life or your region or your nation or the world at large that have impacted you that way, where your view of the world has shifted and you are living your life and navigating your own personal transitions in a different way because of that increased uncertainty. This greater level of uncertainty, I've been thinking about this for the last few years myself. And to my knowledge, that increased level of uncertainty has not yet been integrated into our training in whatever profession you are within the Change Catalyst world. If you know of instances of training that takes this higher level of uncertainty into account, I would love to hear about them. Please email me through my site or contact me on social media. I would love to hear about them. One of the reasons I think this is an important topic to talk about is that I believe our training needs to step up. I don't have all the answers yet. I just know that I'm seeing people who are navigating their own transitions, and it's become a deeper, scarier experience because of these uncertainties that are unfolding throughout the spheres of our world. And I'm curious. I'm very curious about how Change Catalyst can step into a new role, a new way of working that can support the people that we work with, our communities, our families, ourselves, to really honor this time of great change and to prepare us for whatever's ahead. My questions are, how do we factor this increased uncertainty into our work with clients? Do we ask them about their responses to increased uncertainty directly? Do we refrain from bringing this topic up until we sense their position based on their comments about their own experiences? Do we reflect back to them when we see an increased anxiety or fear in them? What if our client's point of view about the world differs from our own considerably? How do we hold our impartiality, stay grounded, and focus on our client's needs? How do we as change catalysts manage our own feelings in the face of great uncertainty? 
How do we stay grounded so we can stay present with our clients and in tune with our intuition and experience, even when our own lives are bringing change into the mix? Now, as I mentioned, I don't have all these answers yet. I really don't. But I am thinking about this, and I do have some ideas of ways to bring us together as change catalysts to have more in-depth conversations about these topics. So I'll be sharing more about those ideas in coming episodes and on my website and through my newsletter. So if you're interested in that, be sure to catch the resources that I'll mention shortly. My personal feeling is that change catalysts are on the front lines of our times. And that is what is motivating me right now to take up this new level of thinking about transitions. No one person is going to solve this. No one profession is going to solve this. Not one specialty is going to solve this. I believe it's going to require us to be in conversation among ourselves as change catalysts to pool what we do know and to explore what we can learn from each other and to see new opportunities that maybe we're not seeing individually within our own professions. How do we help our clients navigate the significant transitions given the higher levels of uncertainty that we face? My guess is that this uncertainty is going to continue to escalate. Our knowledge and our skills and our role as change catalyst professionals needs to escalate with it. We need to step in in a new way. Now, in preparation for the next episode, when I'm going to be talking about the seasons of change, which is my natural approach to transition, I wanted to talk about three ways that clients can approach their transitions. And typically, our culture focuses on one of these three. So one of the things that I see personally for my work, but I train other professionals to use the seasons of change in their work with clients. So they will, if they get training with me, they will benefit from this enhanced way of seeing change. Our culture typically pushes us to take action and to look for resolution as quickly as possible. There's a rush to resolve the changes that we're feeling. And there's a pressure that says if you're not taking action, you're failing in some way. So there's a big push, there's a big rush to hurry, hurry, hurry to fix things. And unfortunately, this pattern sets us up to repeat. We go on an autopilot spin cycle where we just keep rushing to action to try to fix something and we have to keep going at it because we're in such a hurry we're not really getting to the core issue. And so we just spin multiple times. I've had clients who've told me that they have been spinning for 5, 10, 15 years trying to figure out the answer to something but they're in such a hurry to find the resolution that they're not getting to the core of the transition that they're being asked to make. So I call this a detour. I think this is culturally collectively an issue that is coming home to roost right now because we're in a hurry to solve all these problems at a greater scale and we're not getting to the bottom of the issue. So this rush to resolution is a pattern. I call it a detour because it doesn't allow us to go deeply into a healing base that gives us a brand new vision of what's possible. 
the second path to a transition. It is to really deepen our journey. And by deepening the journey, we honor that feeling that we have inside that says, please slow down. Please connect more deeply to yourself. Please take a moment to understand what is really going on before you try to figure out your next move. What I have found with clients is that when they hear that this is an option, they are often in a state of pure relief. They often will take a deep breath and go, yes, that's what I've been wanting to do, but I haven't felt like I could. So if we can give our clients those skills to center inward and come home to themselves so that they can see what it is they need, they can see what they value, they can see what feels like success to them in this new iteration of their life, then we are supporting them in coming to a deeper place with themselves. And from that place, they can create more of what they want in this world. They're not so busy spinning and searching and questing for solutions. They come at it from a more organic, evolving space. Does it take some more time? Well, it depends how you look at it. It takes time to get clear about yourself and who you are, but it takes even more time to spin and spin and spin and spin and get nowhere fast. Deepening the journey is something that I feel very strongly about. I have been working with this model since I created it in, I started understanding it in the late 80s after my father died, and then I really developed the model in the early 90s. And I'll talk more about that model in the next episode. The third way of going through a transition is to choose to change. So by choosing to change based on subtle signs that something isn't quite right, we can really take a more conscious approach to our life. And when we have clients who have been through a number of transitions before, and they're aware of their own inner guidance systems where they can pick up signs that eh, something's not quite right. And they can see that they can make some choices to design life the way they want it. That puts them in the driver's seat. That gives them this conscious, proactive approach to their life that is so empowering and provides so many more benefits in the long term and the short term. When we can catch signs when they're subtle, we avoid the urgent emergencies that just kind of take over our lives. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait until the world is on fire. We don't have to wait until our lives are just horrendous to take action. We can learn how to sense that something needs to change. And when we trust ourselves and we trust that inner voice that said, yeah, this isn't what we want, we want something different, then we can move forward with more faith and more insights about what we want to create. Now, this is an advanced skill. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's a skill that we would all benefit from. It's knowing that you can make small, subtle enhancements to your life on an ongoing basis brings a certain amount of serenity to your life. It allows you to step into your life with joy and creative ideas to bring something else forward. There's a lot less drama in this way of life. These three approaches really outline the journey of somebody moving from 
yeah, I have to change, I don't really want to change, but let's hurry and get this over with, to someone who says, you know, I've been doing this spin cycle so long, I just really need to figure out what's true for me and look inward. And then that third one is, I've done that inward looking, I know myself, and I trust how I see the world, and that allows us to choose to change proactively and consciously and design the world, the life, the unfolding that we really want to see and experience. The depth and length of your client's journey through a transition really depends on all sorts of factors. Which approach are they using? How familiar are they with navigating times of change? What is the intensity of the change that they're facing? What else is going on in their lives? So there's nothing that says that we can speed people through a transition. Transitions kind of take their own natural timing. But we can support our clients in being with their change with more ease and more skills and more perspective so that they see where they're going and how they're going to get there. In the next episode of this series, I'm going to introduce you to the Seasons of Change, this natural approach to change that I created that allows us to use nature's wisdom to grow through life's inevitable ups and downs. In the meantime, after listening to this show, if you would like to learn more about my work around transitions and look at the training opportunities that are available or get on my newsletter so you can hear about upcoming opportunities for change catalysts, visit my radio page, which is flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. And there you'll find the resources that I associate with this particular show. You may also be interested in my book called The Seasons of Change. That is also a great resource to learn about this way of thinking about change. I am very excited to be talking about change. I think it's a topic that our world is asking us to look at in different ways. I hope you've gained some new insights today about how this nature of change has changed in the last few decades. And again, to explore the resources, I invite you to visit my site, flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. And there you'll find the link to this show and also the links to the previous shows. I want to thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst at the growing edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge on InspiredNewsRadio.com with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.